All right, everyone. What's the date today? February 21st. Have we ever announced the date? I don't think no, so. No, but February's kind of like gone by. You know, it seems like pretty quick. Um, what, the, the, year to the, the year so far? Well, just the month. I mean, it's, you know, starting out slow, like we've talked about it. February's always one of those. It feels short because it is short. Yeah, it feels short because it <laughs> is short. One of the shortest months of the year. Actually, the shortest month of the year. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I think it's kind of one of those, like, we've been talking with, with clients and stuff, you know, kind of waiting for that market to pick up, yeah. kind of see where that's going. And it feels like it's it's starting to shift gears, um, which kind of in, you know, relation to that, like, mm-hmm. it feels like we started February and now here we are almost closing it out, you know, in the last week, week of the month, so. Yeah, and, you know, to stay on our uh, our clip of the last three or four apps, Carp, and just sharing kind of conversations we're having as of late, one big conversation I had with a nice couple, um, and they were just kind of asking me, Hey, what's the market like for you? Like, what is your day to day like? And one of the drastic kind of shifts over the last two and a half years is with the amount of volume, the number of transactions we were doing every single month, it feels like there's still the amount of conversation and effort on our end and advising and speaking with people, but everyone's just on the sidelines right now. That's probably no surprise, right? Like, oh, there's a ton of people waiting. Um, It's really hard set. Like I even went golfing and got paired with one person and they were asking me what I do. And I was like, oh, I'm in mortgage real estate and one of the individuals was like, oh man, interest rates are a little high right now. And then the old <laughs> guy was like, a little high is the understatement of the year. And I'm like, wow, well, what I, I noticed from that was a shift. This gentleman was in his seventies. It was like for most of my career in this business, most of like the senior citizens would go the route of, well, back in the day, interest rates were 15, 17, 18. Right percent rather than six or seven right and i think you know i thought about that for quite some time casey in the realization i've kind of made is i feel like the general public has just um really become exhausted with the clogged wheel and there's a lot of theory out there that with the election and the timing and the feds that they're trying to make this all come together in a perfect kind of uniform fashion yeah yeah um but yeah, it was really interesting to hear that generation react so negative. Yeah, I think you're making a good point, though. I mean, I think people are tired of waiting, really. You know, yeah. they want they want to get the move going. Either they're on the fence waiting to buy and, and they want to buy, yeah. but it's just not sure. affordable right now for them because of the higher rates and payments. Um, sellers just wanting to have more offers in, abundance of offers, and, and home buyers, you know, looking at their house, which isn't necessarily happening right now. You are seeing it pick up though. Um, but like we've talked about, I mean, it's been kind of a dragging couple, two to three years now. And it's like, when's, when's it going to kind of get over that final hump, you know? And so, I, I mean, I hear what they're saying. I mean, we get asked a lot on it and kind of transitioning into that. We get asked a lot because we're doing what show Addy? M L O. There you go, <laughs> dude. I totally forgot about the intro. Yeah, if you're not, yeah, you're watching or listening to. Yeah, you're either watching or listening to M L O. Of course, you know, 
I'm your host, Addy Ned, and I've got my main man, Casey Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah, I feel a little out of sorts. Um, It's tough because, like, even, like, Carp and I showed up this morning, it's like, oh, what do we talk about? And I feel like we're, you know, we both feel like we're kind of repeating ourselves over and over and over. Um, But I think kind of going back, let's go back to, like, the basics of what people can do right now because timing i found is the most difficult thing in real estate to do you're like oh i'm gonna buy when it's a buyer's market sell when it's a seller's market i'm gonna play this whole game but just like monopoly sometimes you roll the dice and you don't get the numbers you want sometimes that chance card is not great um yeah no i mean you know people playing blackjack all the time sometimes double that yeah you double down or sometimes you got a 19 and you're sitting strong and dealer hits 21 right oh absolutely dealer does hit 21 a lot yeah they do but just to refocus the lens and kind of put together a structure i think a couple things your credit your personal financial budget um and then your timeline is probably the three things we're i'm commonly talking to sideliners about yeah right hey we need to maintain your credit what was the second thing i said financial structure financial structure understanding hey what are my budgets where am i leaking oil um that is a big thing right now just people trying to save money and trying to figure out how to afford a higher payment um what do you think about those points yeah i mean what i'm seeing right now is like truthfully like i've had a handful of clients um that make good money you know but honestly i think over the years they've gotten carried away with so many additional debts added in there you mean like lifestyle upgrades or just you know four five six credit cards with a couple auto loans with you know this and that like um you know because there's actually people that we're talking to because kind of going back to what addy was saying like our conversations aren't non-existent right now we're still putting in as much time and effort having really good consultations with clients hours at the time kind of going through that process of what it looks like for them to buy a home um you know just the market is a little bit against them with the higher you know interest rates and payments and stuff but it doesn't mean that we're not going that distance like we normally are with clients and mm. having all those calls and it's like it's not like the phone is not ringing like right. we're, we're getting plenty of sure home buyers reaching out plenty of real estate agents referring us clients to talk to and stuff like that actual uh consistency has been there and it's right. been strong it hasn't died off which is great you yep. hear people be like well are you even doing work yeah we're doing tons of work it's just a matter of fact of that second part of it the client being able to afford or finding that home you know, with that low inventory we still have. But there is like that upfront thing that you're seeing right now because you have time still, right? So someone can plan to purchase that home going forward if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's not working out right now. And that's credit issues you're seeing. Like, let's just go ahead and get those squared away. Like maybe maybe it's good for you to kind of do, do a credit consultation and see what kind of debts you can work on. Or maybe you even need to do credit repair and bring that up. Um, and to add to the credit thing too, like I, I was chatting with someone last week, there was a huge ding on his credit that he had no idea about because he wasn't utilizing the FICO monitoring. All these bank caps have free credit mm-hmm. trackers, right? And I was telling him like, hey, right now it's highly probable that someone got a hold of your social security and your DOB 
and took out even if they got a 500,000 small credit card, maxed it out and then let it go to collections. And you have no idea years later that this is always deemed your credit. Yeah. I mean, think about how easy it is to get social security and DOVs now. I mean, so you should just watch it from a security standpoint, but a lot of people, you got to address that stuff, guys. Like you got to get through the dispute process and yeah. get that corrected as soon as possible. Otherwise it just lingers there. Like people, you know, have gotten that bad advice, which, you know, could be real or not. But over time they're like, Oh, it happened on my credit. I'm just going to wait seven, 10 years and it'll fall off. You're just going to wait seven or 10 years for this bad derogatory account to just weigh down your credit score and, I'm glad and you hold, brought your, that. hold you back because that's a real thing. I, I have that. I hear that a lot from clients of like, oh, that happened in the past, you know, and it it's going to fall off about seven years or something. And you're like, well, why are we going to wait seven years for your credit just to be down and then start to work on repairing it when it could take then another six months to a year to bring it back up? I love that you brought that up too, because some people don't understand that just waiting seven, eight years, it's not like a court issued date where you're like, you know, boom, and it's done. Yeah. Removed what from I've your record. But I've noticed a lot too in that whole world of like collections and stuff is it's a whole kind of like, I'm going to loosely use this term, black market of which they're selling this debt to different debt collector companies. And often a lot of the times I've noticed is let's say you sell it to um, Sleazy Lane Debt LLC, and then they <laughs> send it to Dark Knight Stab You LLC. Yeah. Dark Knight Stab You LLC will reopen it, and on the report, it's triggering on a new date. Yeah. So that reset of the seven to eight years that someone wanted to wait for it to go away might always be restarting. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. Every time, and when a debt goes or a derogatory account on your credit goes stagnant. Let's just say it's been with that one debt collector for years and maybe they're not, you know, triggering every month, you know, it, mm -hmm. you know, it's updates and stuff like that. When you touch that debt or when that debt is sold to a new debt servicer, that reactivates that debt. Mm -hmm. It reestablishes, you know, the derogatory credit on your, on your credit report. So, you know, yeah, so you have credit, a lot of clients, you know, I am seeing, you know, more clients in the 600s, low 600s than I am in the 700s. Um, or you see clients that are right on that line right now, like we talked about, um, mm -hmm. like a 680 or 700 credit score. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this in previous episodes, adjustments yeah. on the credit scores, you know, being above 740 can change your interest rates, can change the cost on interest rates and stuff like that to the positive rather than being lower than that. So yeah, we rambled off some math where it was like a half a million dollar home. The difference between a 739 and a 780 trying to get the same interest rate is a difference of about $5,000 in closing costs. Yeah. I mean, this is a big thing. And one of the things I coach my clients up to is like have a mind shift, uh, a mindset shift. There it is a mindset shift of, Oh, I need to save money. It's just saving money and this and that and timing and timing they are looking at saving money as the only activity, but working on your credit and managing your finance serves to be a money saving opportunity. I'm not trying to be cliche here, but who was it? Abraham Lincoln who said, a penny saved is a penny earned. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like that with credit. A point gained, you know, is a, is a hundred bucks earned. Like, Good old honesty. 
<laughs> Good old honesty. I should have teed that together with um with President's Day, which was on uh, Monday. Yeah, yeah, no, it would have been good. I mean, swinging a miss. but you are you are seeing that. And then, um, you know, kind of into that next category of like financial stability or financial structure, your financial picture. Um, take a look at that because I'm seeing plenty of clients right now in the 150, 150 plus income range, whether that's individual or combined mm -hmm. household, um, struggling to be able to save money. Now, I'm not saying things are cheap right now. We all know besides a mortgage payment, other things are more expensive, groceries, all the stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But looking at your financial picture, and for us, it's part of what we do, um, you can see that there's a lot of loose money just being spent in areas that could be cut back or the debts have piled up that it's like, well, do we really need six or seven credit cards? You know, um, totally. do you really need to have the six seven hundred dollar car payment and then double down and have a couple of those like we know it's you know sure. nice driving a escalade but right you know what's even better is owning your own home rather than just renting an apartment so yeah you know there is part of it where and that and truthfully guys that is you know it is kind of reviewed from an underwriting process you know they're looking at that whole financial picture of a client and sometimes that does come into question where it's like is that person ready to afford a mortgage payment? Yes, we see they're making a bunch of income, but they got zero dollars saved up, you know, and we call that a uh, payment shock, right? So they're looking at, okay, mm. you're paying $1,500 for your monthly rent. Now you're trying to qualify for a $3,200 mortgage, you know, doubling what you're used to be paying. We don't got a lot of money saved up in the bank, but you definitely have that income there. So it's just something to consider. Because I see a lot of debts that could be reduced. You could pay those off now as we're waiting because there is some time. People are just not qualifying right now because of certain things. So you have like maybe a six-month window, a year window before you're ready. Yeah. So start taking those steps because um, there's a lot of money going, I think, unnecessary debts that you're seeing with clients. Yeah, and I think you know it could be super intimidating or sound like we're just repeating ourselves all the time, but... I think it's important to understand that like big change is best in small bites at the beginning. So start with something really small and build upon a big change. So maybe it's like, Hey, I'm going to reduce my, you know, coffee runs from twice a day to once a day. I'm just going to try to do that this week. Right. Start super small. And also I think another kind of storyboard too is like, you know, so many people will look at like their diets and be like, oh, hey, I'm going to cut back on my calories or this or that. Kind of look yeah. at your spending like that. You know, it's okay to like have dessert every once in a while and splurge, but it's when it becomes a habit. And it's the same thing with spending where if you're just like justifying, oh, yeah, I'm going to put on the credit card, put on the credit card. All of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, I got 500,000, 2,000, 3, 4, 5, 6. We see 5, 10, 15, 20K blocks of consumer debt for nothing like mm -hmm. literally f for things mm -hmm. and like i i mean i've been guilty of over we all have before right absolutely but sometimes you know you just kind of look at yourself and it's like do i really need this do i need this yeah like i have that conversation with myself <laughs> a lot yeah i mean i think it's like you know just 
people are going to want to jump into it so quickly when the market gets to the point where it's coming. You know, hopefully we're looking at kind of that spring summer months of it really being more in a buyer's, um, you know, corner with lower rates and stuff. But they're going to it's going to approach quickly, kind of like we were just talking the month of February kind of went by already. Like you should take this time now to prepare for that, because jumping into this frenzy home buying season that'll be once upon us you know hopefully soon it's like are you just gonna wait and have the same financial structure as you do right now and then now now we're ready but nothing's changed like you still didn't save any money we didn't reduce any debts you're just gonna be able to maybe have a lower mortgage payment and not qualify but let's be honest like you have time now to make your financial situation better by the time you get there. Maybe a little bit more money down so now you can get that house over that next offer. Uh, maybe just freeing up money so, you know, a mortgage payment that's higher than what you're paying for for rent cost is manageable and you don't feel scared about that. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I just encourage clients out there to just kind of look at it and prep yourself for your time because it's going to come. You're going to get there. We're going to have better markets ahead of us. So now you have that time to prepare yourself to get in. Don't sit here and wait and just keep doing the same daily routines that you've done that aren't leading to a successful home ownership um, once you're ready. Yeah, I love that. And, and I know we didn't really have much structure to the episode in its entirety, but I think it goes back to a couple quick points, the credit. Guys, if you're not enrolled on your like FICO, your banking, free credit monitoring, yes, they're estimators. They're not exactly what you would see when you actually apply for a, a mortgage, a hard inquiry. But A, it's typically great free security. It's good to know, oh my gosh, I'll give you a push notification or an email. We've noticed a change in your credit score, new account open, new inquiry. That is good security for you folks. I cannot stress that enough. I mean, everyone's social security and date of birth is out there um especially on the dark web like it's all obtainable you know so do that from a safety thing and then monitor set some goals like if you've got a lower credit score it's it usually starts with hey credit utilization ratio i have way too much debt unpaid relative to the allotment of my line of credit so start with that little baby steps just building these <clears throat> these habits right next step hey can i even afford a home can you well, like we said, I think it was two episodes, Carp and I, we tell people, great, so you're you're used to like a two thousand a month rent trying to shift to three thousand. Put a thousand dollars in your savings every month. Mm -hmm. Untouchable. And get used to their lifestyle. You would be amazed how not a lot would really change. Not a lot would change if you have the money. Oh, we see Carpenter, I see this all the time. It's like, oh, well, now I'm just not blowing a few hundred dollars every weekend going out to shop, or I'm, you know, not eating out lunch at with the friends and doing another round of drinks and desserts. Like, you can find the money pretty quick. Um, so set aside that money and just start adapting your lifestyle. Uh, those are the two biggest, biggest things. But if you're renting, the time of taking advantage of this buyer's market and getting closing costs covered, getting two one temporary interest rate buy downs from the sellers paid for negotiation station, that is eclipsing. And I, I mean, I'm not one to like over 
urgent everybody that's the wrong way to what was like over exaggerate the yeah. urgency there we go but man if you're renting get out of it try to figure out a way to get into a home and then restructure down the road um if you already own a home it's a more complex we need to analyze retirement savings where you're on your life kids schools all that stuff you most likely have a really low interest rate low right. monthly payment and but sometimes- could we rent that out yeah, could we rent what, that what, out? What does the rental market look like for your property? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the quick way to check that too is maybe, Zillow you know, rents. yeah, Zillow gives a really good rent estimate on there. Take a look at it, you know. You might Have be- we ever talked about that? You can go on Zillow and go to the rent section and get essentially like a comparable rent report for mm-hmm. free. Type in the address. It spits out like as whatever you want, 10, 20, 50 different rents. And uh, I've actually used that for underwriting to s- support lease agreements and fair market rent on a retaining. Yeah, uh, that's ab- a good tip. It's free, at least for now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, like change is hard. You know, it's not, you know, I don't want you guys to sit here and be like, well, yeah, these guys are just talking out their behind. You know, it's like, well, change is hard. It is hard. Like, there's nothing easy about it. But I think there's that mental aspect to it where it's like, just make that first step. Don't look at it so far down the road of like, oh my God, I got to have, you know, 20 grand in my savings. Like start with just trying to put $200 in the savings. There you go. And then go to 500 and then go to a thousand. Like just make the small steps um, because in life, guys, like you, change is hard in life, whether you're changing like eating habits, you know, and you know, we all as Americans like our hamburgers and French fries and we are carb fiends over here. You know, we love those scalloped potatoes, but let's throw in a salad every once in a while, right? Like make the small change. Maybe you don't need to suck down the two pound breakfast burrito to start your day. <laughs> like get yourself like a smoothie or something and, and kind of get out the door. Small changes like that. I think will set you guys up for long-term success. Um, so don't get overwhelmed with it. Just kind of go about it as, as a small change. And, you know, that just might be a, let's just focus on this one credit card for now and, and start trying to pay that down. Then move on to the next one. Then move on to the next one. Um, you know, and I also want to touch on advice, you know, cause I do, I do, me and Addie talk to with a lot of, we talk with a lot of clients weekly, monthly, all that stuff. Um, and I'm still getting and hearing from clients bad advice that they've received over over the time period. So one thing I just want people to be aware of is when you are speaking with someone, especially on a consumer side, and it may be intimidating, it is okay to ask them professionally how long they've been doing their job. And that's something that people don't ask a lot. And it's kind of, I'm not saying, you know, just to go out there and you know, be a dick about it, but like, you know, professional manner, you can ask somebody because in all reality, we saw really high home prices. We saw really low interest rates there for 2020, 2021, even coming into that market. And you saw our industry in mortgage. You saw the industry in real estate. I'm going to make up a number, but let's just say triple the amount of people that were in the business because a lot of people got into it looking for easy, and high paydays and you know it, it it was out there but now you're seeing a lot of people exit the business 
there's a lot of people that were in it for that, not for the, in it for the long-term relationship with the client, not in it for the right advising of the client. They were literally in it for paychecks. That's completely different. And, you know, me and I have been doing this almost 10 years now, um, and we don't see everything. Like every time on a weekly basis, we probably learn something new. We check into something, you know, new, right? Can this be done? Can you look at something like this as a guideline? Like we're always constantly finding something new. So when, you know, you are kind of going through the process, I just advise you to try to be with a trusted advisor doing that over, you know, maybe someone that's just in it for a paycheck um, that's quickly because you just might not get the right advice. You might get inaccurate advice. And um, and that might set you up for doing things um, that aren't going to, you know, be successful to you. So just keep that in mind. It's a good point. I think, you know, there is some way to experience, but at the same time, I've met plenty of people doing it for a long time that they really aren't that good at the No, job. there's a, there's a whole other spectrum <laughs> of it for sure. No, that, like 100%. advocate on you, but. No, that's right. I mean, think about it. I mean, we've had plenty of, you know, people we've worked with in the past that are like stuck still in the 80s mentality, you know, totally. waiting to be able to throw points on the backside of a loan. And those days are illegal and gone. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I think you're when you're talking to someone, you can understand their personality, their truthfulness. You know, they want to help you yeah. um, because it'll come across in that conversation. I totally agree, man. Well, there we go. A little fluff and buffer today. Yeah, why not? You know? <laughs> why not? Once again, everyone, if Carp and I can help you in any way, whether it's something that you're planning um, as a long-term goal, a short-term goal, an now goal, uh, big picture, small picture, they all look at us. Uh, we'd love to assist you. So our contact information is located in the show notes, and we love it when people reach out. No question too small or big for us. Um, Carp, anything to add? Yeah, and I mean, just... Just keep in mind, it's not just like home purchasing. Like we look at it from an entire real estate perspective. Like, yeah, it's not just hey, you need to buy a home. Well, that's only one bucket. Like maybe you're going to consider renting your home out. Let's talk about that. Mm. Maybe you're going to consider a multifamily buy or a future refinance or a cosign for a kid. I mean, there's so many different options of real estate out there. Um, don't just throw it into like real estate is just purchasing a house. There's so many other avenues. Yeah. We discuss it and have done all of them in the past. Um, so, yeah, we're here for you. We are here for you. We're here for you. We're here for you. All right, everyone. So until next time, we will catch, catch you, you later. later.